0: Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Time once again for our Chief Executive Reviews of the Year. We've been speaking with uh, some of the leading sight loss charities around the world, and today we are off to the CNIB in Canada. John Rafferty is their Chief Exec. John, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, Al.
0: So here we are once again, the end of 2016. And it feels as if I'm just asking you this question very recently. But um, 2016 for CNIB, has it been quite a year of change?
1: It's been a really great year when you look back at it. I, I know when you're busy in the moment, sometimes you wonder if things will ever change. But I think it's been a fantastic year. We've moved significantly forward on getting vision loss rehabilitation integrated into healthcare. Canada was the 20th country to ratify the Marrakesh treaty, putting it into effect. You know, we had a really good year with all of our camp programs and and children and youth programs across the country and we're getting ready for an exciting year to engage the community for our next strategic plan next year
0: so lots been happening then with you guys over there so you know what about um, funding i mean it's a charity after all and to carry on the work you do rely a lot on different types of fundraising is that still a challenge
1: yeah, it is. And you know, we've spoken about it a few times in the past, Alan, but our current strategy was to separate the activities of the organization that fundamentally we undertake as an agent of the government, as an agent of healthcare, from the activities that we do that are funded by the generosity of the community. And and this past year, you know, creating clarity on those two things separately. I think, has created some challenges in some ways, but it's also really allowed us to move forward significantly. And I think that for the activities that people know our organization for, they they would call them kind of our core activities, we're in a much stronger footing moving forward than we ever have been.
0: Is it important then to almost create a clear line between, say, the work you do with campaigning or or working with some of the political bodies to the frontline services?
1: Yeah, I I think there is. I don't think there should be anyone anywhere in the world, and obviously for our jurisdiction in Canada, that should be reliant on whether we had a good fundraising event to determine whether they get an O&M lesson. I, I think that you know, there are enough emotional challenges to deal with when someone is losing sight that, you know, the the idea that you have to go to a charitable organization to get back the types of fundamental pieces of independence around safety and activity in the home and safe traveling in the community. I think it's really important to have a clear line. Uh, You know, people have rights, everyone has rights, and the charity shouldn't have to, fundraise for those types of basic services our job should be to fundraise for all of the value add and invest in the advocacy to change the built environment to change technology out of the box to equalize employment you know those are the things that the campaign side of the organization should do
0: what about demands on the service has that increased or decreased through the year it's been
1: interesting over the last five years believe it or not alan i've been here as chief executive for coming up eight years now And, you know, when I arrived, everyone was talking about, you know, the aging population and all of the eye disease and the tsunami of people coming. And I think there's been a balancing effect with the effectiveness of anti-VEGF drugs and treatments. We certainly haven't seen a decrease at all. The number of new clients and existing clients that we provide service to have been very stable, but it hasn't been growing the way that people thought it would because of the treatments that are available now. So there's more people with eye diseases, but with the treatments, their level of functional vision is higher. And the demands for our services are, have been stable to very slightly up.
0: Has there been a change then in the charities' need to reach people? Actually, you know, actively going out there and telling people, "Here we are. Here's what we do." Or are people coming to you more now?
1: This is still a big challenge. There's still a significant level of denial in the early stages between a conversation you know in the medical community with an individual and desire or their willingness to come to grips with the challenges that they're having with their vision and to to seek help and we're always concerned that people come too late in the process after having too much time going through a period of, in many cases, quite significant depression through the change in the level of their site. So we're always trying to do things to have people come sooner in the process and to have a smoother handoff. And the next part of the journey for us as an organization, now that we've crossed the fundamental of who's responsible for access to O&M and independent living type skills, the next part of the journey is how How do we make it a better journey for an individual going through it whether it's a a parent whose child has been born with sight loss or an older adult or or anyone in between.
0: And just on that particular point about ages that you're talking about has there been any change in the the age groups that are coming to you or are perhaps more younger people or older people starting to recognise that they may need support?
1: It hasn't had a significant change. I mean, the types of diseases and and accidents and incidents that happen for children and for younger adults, the numbers have been remarkably the same over the last five to 10 years. Older adults, we certainly know that there are more people living with eye diseases, but their treatments are keeping their level of functional vision longer than it used to, particularly for those with AMD and glaucoma. So the distribution of clients across age groups has been pretty consistent, certainly
0: in my eight years. What about 2017 then? What does that hold for CNIB? Are there any particular projects or plans that will start or carry on or come to fruition?
1: The most exciting and probably the most important piece of work that we will do next year begins in January where we will be going out to the community as we do to seek input as to what our strategic journey should look like from 2018 to 2022. So Next year is about speaking to as many people in in as many communities as we can, from urban areas to very rural and remote parts of Canada, across the entire multicultural spectrum of the Canadian landscape, and to understand what they believe the priority should be and for us to have a really good long conversation about that culminating in hopefully the presentation to our board of a, of a strategic vision coming out of that input later next year
0: course, okay, well, geographically, Canada can be quite challenging to get to all those people who require or you know, perhaps don't even know about the services that are available to them yet. Um, th- does technology help in that way or are you having to f- physically go out there more?
1: There are elements of what we do that, that I think you probably know, Alan, really can only be done in a, a one-to-one, in-person way. But there are many, many things that we can now do through our YouTube channel, through telephone, uh, Skype type uh, connectivity. So we try and reach the communities that are rural and remote uh, using technology as much as we can. Often though, some of those communities have the most challenging access to technology itself. So, but there is no way to truly assist someone in their level of confidence to get mobile in a community again other than have a certified O&M instructor working with them one-on-one.
0: We're obviously talking about um, a community who have visual impairments what about 2017 when it comes to those who already have sight is there more of a drive coming up to warn them about you know getting their eyesight checked or perhaps educating people that, that sight loss isn't the end? Yeah.
1: And I think that it's an interesting kind of dilemma that how much time and energy do you spend on the messaging around ensuring you get regular eye exams? You know, the fact that our society, and I think most Western societies, don't seem to pay as much attention to their vision health as they do other elements of healthcare. So I think that there is always part of our, our messaging every year, but we try and balance it with I think probably if we're selfish, what is more important, which is working on societal attitudes towards individuals who are blind and partially sighted and and their abilities in the environments like employment and and education because we still have a lot of work to do to change stigmas around the abilities and capabilities of individuals who are blind and partially sighted.
0: If, John, I was to ask you to, to look at 2016 then and... Perhaps pick at a particular moment or something which stood out for you or that the charity has been involved in, or you know some kind of um, project that that's been going on. What would you say stood out for you?
1: You ask me this every year, Alan, and I always kind of waffle because I don't know. I mean, there are things we do that in the moment were the most important thing for that person in that moment. And it's amazing sometimes to be a part of it. And there are things that are forever changes. You know, I think that, you know, the Marrakesh Treaty is a forever change that, you know, today, tomorrow and the next day don't make a lot of difference to Canadians who are blind or partially sighted. But... You know there will be a point in the future where people will forget that we have to argue about getting accessible material created you know so that type of thing i think if you're kind of taking that long-term view would be the most important thing but you know there are so many little moments that i think a big part of that journey I think I waffled as much this year as last
0: year. <laughs> it's it's always a tricky one. I always ask the chief exec to pick a moment, and it seems incredibly difficult because, as you say, you have huge strides forward, like the Marrakesh Treaty, making you know literature accessible across the globe almost. But sometimes there's just the, the little things. It could be someone, you know, seeing them use a cane for the first time or, or coming in for support and saying, you know, what a change that's made. It must be difficult.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you get some that are very kind of incredibly emotional. You know, people that, that tell you that they were saving their medication and contemplating suicide until they came to one of our peer groups. And now they know that it's going to be okay. You know, for that individual, you know, hearing them say that it's still now, it, it really is powerful for a person in that moment. So we have amazing staff and amazing volunteers across the country that do great work. And we touch two to 3,000 Canadians every single day in one way or the other that makes today a little bit better than yesterday was and that is kind of what we do and sometimes the challenge is because that's what you do every day Alan you forget that for that one individual in that moment that that was so incredibly important.
0: John, it's been a pleasure, as always, um, chatting with you and letting our listeners know what's been happening over there in Canada because sight loss, you know, really doesn't know any barriers or boundaries, countries, doesn't have any borders. It affects everyone, and a lot of things we discuss are, you know, really topical around the globe, no matter who we are. So, you know, here we are once again at the end of 2016, about to go into 2017, and we certainly here at RIB Connect Radio would like to, to wish yourself and everyone at CNIB a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and we look forward to catching up with you again in the new year.
1: Yeah, and I wish all the listeners the same back from a very snowy and picture postcard Canada.
0: For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.